Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text to give. It's all at one cause onecause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event, and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making every day count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And occasionally, actually more than occasionally, the people who can help our nonprofits, small and medium-sized, of course, do good better are actually individuals who run small and medium-sized nonprofits. I've got a great one for you today. Basic needs is all the uh, things that we uh, you know, sort of need to take for granted. And we want to have and help these individuals who are doing really boots on the ground work, uh, give them an extra high five. So I'm going to welcome you and give the round of applause in your own headphones as you're listening to this wherever you are. Tony Robinson, he's the uh, executive director of a community care center and food pantry up in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Toby, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thanks a lot for having me, Patrick. I appreciate it. Super excited to chat with you uh, today. Uh, Even in, in the region, I didn't know enough to be dangerous uh, before we uh, before we chatted, before we set up this podcast thing. So as people are looking at iTunes and they're looking at Spotify and they find us on YouTube, why don't you give, uh, before we kick off some of the serious questions, uh, a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today. Very good, sir. Thank you. My name is Toby Robinson. I'm the director of the HC Community Care Center and Food Pantry in Grand Forks, North Dakota. We are a ministry of, of Hope Church in Grand Forks. 
And what we do is we provide food to people in this community who need it. And we also provide one-on-one um, -on -one client care to connect them with other agencies in our community that can help them with those basic needs. Like you said, Patrick, uh, we have a food pantry operations. Uh, that is the majority of what we do. We see approximately 50 to 60 clients uh, a week through our food pantry. And we run two operations. We, we kind of think of ourselves like a target store. We have our pickup option, which people can drive up to our parking lot and get the food uh, brought out to them. And we also have our in-store shopping option, which I think sets us apart from other food pantries in the area. We provide client choice as they get to pick out items that they want and that their families will eat. And then we ultimately connect with individuals and hopefully make them feel seen, heard, and appreciated as we get them the food that they need. I love it. There is a sense of um, empowerment to walk through the aisles and choose for yourself and your family a little more than it is. Here's what is what is offered. And I love that as, uh, you know, sort of making sure that people feel um, great in, in situations where they might not feel as great. So that's just fantastic. Yes. Have you seen an increase in uh, need over the last couple of years as we're sort of like experiencing inflation and all sorts yeah. of crazy, uh, crazy times? Definitely. In 2020, when COVID hit, we saw the highest numbers that we've seen since our start in 2018. Uh, we were up anywhere between 350 clients per month, and that was due to obviously what was going on in the world. Uh, since then, we've seen a steady decrease. Um, we noticed a decline as government stimulus checks were distributed. And since then, with inflation and food prices increasing in the last three to six months, we have seen an uptick since our numbers from last summer, summer 2021. Yeah. Uh, what, one of the other unique things that I really love about it is you being a navigator for all the programs and services that are very confusing. If you are just trying to figure out what to do next and have that, I mean, unless you are an expert in in uh, sort of routing yourself through government agencies, which by the right. way, if you are, you probably either work over uh, with you or in the government themselves. How did you get into the navigation piece of your, your ministry and, mm. and what you do is from programs, because that is about as needed as food for, uh, for individuals as well. Yeah. So our food pantry and operations uh, came from a dream from one of our staff members, Jody Larson, who works uh, for Hope Church. And she is the government organization agency paperwork wizard. Uh, she has all of that up in her brain and she is down in our food pantry one day a week where she connects individually with clients uh, to determine how we can better serve them outside of food. We handle the food things really, really well, but she has an, a, a knowledge base that is so extensive in terms of what other agencies in the community are offering, how to get people connected with those agencies, and then even with the individual paperwork for someone applying for housing assistance or electricity assistance. So we're very fortunate to have Jody on our staff, and it's it's great to see how her dream has now turned into reality with the care center and how she's then connecting the clients that we serve with other agencies in our community. What a brilliant addition to programs and services and what a wonderful way to build equity into individuals who have the ability to figure out that very confusing piece. Uh, as somebody who runs a nonprofit, it is uh, 
it's, I'm sure it's never stressful. Uh, <laughs> uh, joking aside, it's really one of the tougher, uh, tougher components in the workforce. And I'm sure you've got plenty of them, but is there one story that sort of stands out that you remind yourself of, or you tell yourself during the more challenging times while leading a nonprofit? Yeah, there definitely are a lot that I come back to when I'm struggling through the wealth of emails that I get or uh, the day-to-day operations. I think one specifically sticks out. We were able to have our inaugural fundraising event. As I said, we started in 2018. And because of COVID and the necessary things that needed to be done with restrictions on group sizes, we weren't able to host a fundraising event until last November, November 2021. And as I was preparing for this event, uh, our speaker emailed me (laughs) about three days before and said, I have COVID, I cannot come. And in that situation, I was just defeated. Um, But I luckily was able to secure another speaker and comedian through the help of some of the staff members at Hope Church. And we had a fantastic event. It was a great night with a dessert bar and tons of attendees and community support. And in in that event, we we had the speaker do the ask, um, basically provide an opportunity for the members and attendees to give at that event. Um, He was so bold as to ask me prior to the event, what was a a large need? And we pick up uh, donations from local businesses like Walmart and Sam's Club three days a week. And we do that through these two very old uh, cargo vans. And what I told them was we're in the, in need for a new cargo van. Uh, you know, we have a couple vans that have 200 plus thousand miles on them. They could go at any time and that would dramatically impact our food op- food pantry operations. So he, like I said, was so bold to ask the audience who's going to donate a van tonight. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we got a note um, that was given to our lead pastor that someone was going to donate a van. And that was, that was huge for me. That was the largest individual gift that I've ever received as a uh, director, fundraiser, uh, nonprofit person. And it was just so filling to, to see that uh, we were going to be able to continue operations successfully. And since that, that event, we've secured another van and we feel really good about where we are in terms of getting the food from those businesses, getting it back to our food pantry, and then getting it out to the clients who need it. Amazing how people want to give, but you'll never know unless you make an ask. I exactly. love that lesson. It's great. Yes. Um, you, you've mentioned COVID. You mentioned sort of the challenges that, that, that come along with that. Mm-hmm. What currently is a big challenge that you are facing and how are you dealing in overcoming some mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. I think one of the challenges that we faced in 2021 was early on when we weren't able to see clients inside of the food pantry. We were only running that that pickup option in the parking lot. And that just created a lot of disconnect between our volunteers and also clients um, connecting with Jody and uh, the volunteers that normally get to see them and walk them through the pantry, have conversations with them. Uh, So a challenge that has since um, diminished is when we reopened our pantry to uh, clients. Basically we did this in June of 2021. And what we did is we slowly uh, 
following guidelines, we reopened our food pantry to that in-store shopping option that I talked about. And what I saw and what excited me was uh, the joy that was back on our volunteers' faces. We were no longer just putting boxes into trunks of vehicles, but we were connecting with clients one-on-one, again, making sure they're seen, heard, and appreciated. And I think that was well worth the effort that uh, our assistant director and I put into reopening the pantry for uh, shopping clients. I know this podcast aside, but <laughs> being seen and being heard and being understood and having somebody be empathetic to you is so important mm-hmm. from that face-to-face conversation. And again, if you're a nonprofit leader and you're thinking that has any, that's different than any donor relationship, no, no, same thing. There's such a power in that. And so uh, I think a lot of people experience that too, regardless of the scale and scope and size of an organization is that face to face sort of, uh, you know, enthusiasm and joy. You can see with somebody's eyes. It's a little different than over a screen. So I appreciate (laughs) that in your time since 2018, you know, that's kind Mm -hmm. of, uh, you're, you're a a baby in the uh, nonprofit uh, realm, but that probably doesn't mean you haven't been uh, learning a whole lot along the way. Is there a tip or a trick that you would give an organization who may uh, be looking for a little bit of uh, life advice as a leader of a nonprofit uh, that you wish you knew when you were getting started or that you just learned along the way that you want to pass on to others? I think I would say two things, Patrick. Um, First off, I started in January of 2021, so I am a baby too. Ooh, a baby within a baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think two things that I've learned. Um, one is use your volunteers. Volunteers are there for a reason. They're not there to uh, just watch you do the tasks that need to be done. And I had a hard time letting go of some of the tasks that I was doing and uh, not delegating them to volunteers who had given of their time and energy to, to volunteer for our organization. So let those things go uh, is what I needed to tell myself. Um, if they can be done 80% as well as I do them, then they're going to do them well enough and they'll continue to get better as they do them. So that's something that I've uh, tried to learn and put into practice. And then a second thing in terms of fundraising and donor relationships, um, I've learned a lot from Scott Holdman at uh, the Dakota Medical Foundation there in Fargo. And I think what he emphasizes a lot is cultivating daily disciplines that help you connect with your donors on a specific uh, daily basis. So you might pick three donors who you connect with each day. And that that might seem like a big undertaking, but if you think about connecting with all of your donors throughout the year, three a day allows you to get that done in a small bite-sized piece, which for me as a, a baby inside a baby was really necessary. As I saw this wealth of uh, d- wealth of donors in our management system, but thinking, how do I interact with all of these people? And I have been trying to do that in those small bite-sized pieces with connecting with three on a daily basis. So those are my two tips that I've tried to put into practice over the last year. It's always good to remember that, uh, remind yourself that if you need to eat an elephant, <laughs> one, bite at, one a bite at a time yes. is kind of the way to go about it too. And I love the discipline too. And that's one of the things I think it's hard for nonprofit leaders to uh, have the 10,000 things they have on their plate every single day yes. to carve out that time right, and right. do. You can talk about it all you want, 
Nothing happens unless you execute. Uh, I know that a lot of people are probably wondering, how on earth do I get to know a little bit more about what you do and where you go and how I can help? Maybe somebody's got a big uh, sack of money that they want to give you, but they don't know where to go. Toby, where do we go to uh, find out more about uh, all of your programs, all of your services, and find a way to donate? Yes, sir. So we're located at gfcarecenter.org. GF standing for Grand Forks. Grand Forks, gfcarecenter.org. And on that site, you'll find more information about our programs, how to uh, maybe get involved as a volunteer. And then obviously our, our donate button is where you can get connected financially. So It'll be awesome. Very much. Yeah, it's awesome. For every episode, we've got all those in the show notes. So when you're done listening to this podcast, get out of here, go click in the show notes, go follow and go like and go donate a bunch of money. While you're clicking on that, go and subscribe and like this podcast. Give it a five star review. This is the type of awesome uh, individuals that we get to talk with every day. And we'd appreciate that support as well. And then immediately go back to go and find out and go click back and uh, more about what Toby and his leadership team is doing uh, up in Grand Forks because it's amazing. Uh, Toby, thanks so much for what you do. Uh, uh, Basic needs and uh, really food scarcity is something that I think we're going to hear more about as this sort of uh, inflation piece ramps up. Um, And it's really amazing to see what you have done in a very short period of time. So kudos to you. Thanks so much for what you do. And thanks so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. I've enjoyed it. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome or a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.